Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Simon Anthony and Torty Talks. Well, it's happening, isn't it? I, I, I knew it would. I've, I've been waiting for it for forty years, and now it is actually clearly underway. And what could I be talking about? You say. Well, obviously, I'm referring to the COVID-19 outbreak, but I haven't been waiting for that for 40 years. No, no, no. I've been waiting for the straw that broke the camel's back. And uh, our planetary camel is not broken, but is most definitely twitching very, very powerfully. Yeah. This is all part of the resource depletion wars that um, we knew were going to happen. Um, because, you know, you, you can't keep growing. <coughs> it's quite all right, you're perfectly safe. You can't keep growing exponentially or at all in a limited world. And our world is still currently limited. Um, <laughs> Elon Musk is doing his best to uh, extend our reach, but that would uh, just buy us a couple of million years. But anyway, we are living in a bubble, the size and shape of the atmosphere of this planet, and that atmosphere is carrying little particles that could be of absolutely anything, but at the moment are of COVID-19. This is the pressure that has been put onto our society, the, 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 uh, the bit, the straw that breaks the camel's back, the, the puff of wind that knocks down the house of cards, not the butterfly. No, this isn't a butterfly effect. This is a large number of rampaging bulls. Um, we have built a massive structure. Everybody knows this. Nobody appreciates its delicacy, its incredible inter... <laughs> yeah. As I'm saying this, I'm recognising the massive structure, the network that humans have created on this planet is exactly analogous to nature itself. The massive structure of interconnectedness of, of, of the environment, of every living an interacting thing and system on this planet has evolved over billions of years to have uh, a dynamic stability. Doesn't mean there's no change. It means it can react in adversity or with change in such a way that life itself will continue. Wouldn't be particular life forms. No, no. Um, uh, dinosaurs did not go extinct. They turned into budgerigars and and parakeets and little things that sit in the, in the trees and go tweet. Those are dinosaurs. Yeah, I know. Bizarre, isn't it? But a lot of you know this. This is what happened. There have been mass extinctions on this planet. Huge ranges of animals have come and gone over the billions of years of life on this planet. And yet life continued, even when struck by asteroids, even when the magnetic field reversed and masses of solar radiation 
practically sterilise the planet, which happens every so often. You can see it. Magnetic field reversals recorded in rock, um, extruded from the, uh, the, the, the continental ridge expansion points that, that um, move uh, continental uh, drift. It, it, it happens. These things have always changed. We've had ice ages. We can recover from ice ages much faster than um, a desertification. Venus is unbearably hot. I think once you've got that far, you can't return. Getting cold, you can you can change back from. There's a chance that we can fix Mars, but we don't want to destroy Earth first. Getting back on my point, anything could disrupt our society, our structure. The continual growth the continual lack of understanding of limited resources, limited space uh, in which to throw things away, uh, limited ability to absorb pollutants, all of that, all of the, all of the bleeding obvious has been hidden from us by the attitude imposed on um, us by the incredibly effective and efficient and and massively marvelously intelligent victorians their view of the world has polluted our understanding of everything it's also enabled our ability to uh, have a technological advance the like of which as far as we're aware this planet has never seen before there's no evidence to suggest this happened in the past well not enough yet to be sure about it but there are growing suspicions i don't want to ramble this is a really complicated thing in detail but in general terms it is mind-numbingly obvious and it has been forever uh, humans have always known that you cannot keep taking something from a limited resource. You, I mean, it's it's just just obvious, and people who argue against that say the resource isn't limited or it's not going to run out yet. Those are the only two sane arguments that anybody can have. Any other argument is not an argument; it's just a statement of idiocy. Or, or a complete lack of willingness to understand or inability to face the fear of reality. What we've got to do is change. And what we are doing is changing. This is a, a trial run of a planetary wake-up call caused by COVID-19 while we still have the ability to make changes that will save our species. Yeah, it is that serious. Yes, we should be afraid. Uh, I've been afraid for all these decades because it's been obvious and because I've looked and seen and because weirdly my life has run about 10 years ahead of everybody else's. Anything that we have done everybody else is either going to or has done already. <laughs> We're in no way unique because of that lack of uniqueness. The parts that we've done before you can guarantee everybody else is going to do later.
or sooner. Yeah, right, so what am I saying? I'm saying that these extraordinary changes that we are being forced to take now, while we have the ability to do so, means that we can, with resources supporting us, figure out a way to survive the vastly greater pressures of running out of absolutely everything. At the moment, we're running out of, because we don't understand what's going on, toilet paper, <sighs> But there's plenty of it still. But if we can work out how to live in a different way. Now, taking toilet paper, why not? What else can you do? You can use water. You can wash yourself. Now, what can you do? Uh, use, uh, water is a limited resource. How can you use that wisely? You can use um, uh, recycled water in some way. All water is recycled. All water is billions of years old and has been drunk by everything for billions of years and pissed out again and all the rest of it. Um, there is no such thing as fresh water, <laughs> new water. Water just has purities and impurities moved and removed millions and millions of times. Um, this is just an advertising um, argument, fresh water. It's insane. Another reason why I hate advertising. Keeping on track. This is difficult. This is difficult for me. There are so many issues. All the issues in my life that are important are embodied in this one question. So keeping on track is incredibly hard for me to do because there isn't a single track to keep on. The important thing is nobody has a view of the one track, the one answer, because there is no one answer. There are millions and millions of answers. At the moment, something like seven and a half billion answers. One for each person on the planet. Everyone has to look at their world and see how they can live in it as wonderfully as they possibly can, with a limited impact on anybody else. A limited negative impact, and possibly a positive impact. This is doable. People have done it for millennia, before our population went into exponential increase, which is going to level out, and maybe this is part of the levelling process, who knows. Oh, I'm, I've drifted off track again. But the the thing to worry about is not the end of the universe or the end of, of lavatory paper availability in Asda. It is the, the change in the way we look at everything. At the moment, we judge life and just about everything by how much it costs, the financial impact. What does it cost me to go and do something for somebody else? Why should I have to be paid to do anything? Why should it have to cost anything financially to take a product from somewhere to somewhere else? Or indeed to create the product or to get the raw materials for the product or refine them. Why does anything have a financial value? Answer, because everything has a financial value. 
If nothing had a financial value, then everybody could have what they wanted. They couldn't have more than was available, or they couldn't have more than they should. They couldn't hoard it. They wouldn't need to. Now, if I go and do something for somebody else, I'm not out earning money. What do I need the money for? I need the money to pay the bills and to buy food. If there were no bills and food was readily available, I would not need to be paid to go and do something for somebody else. Somebody else would themselves not be required to be paid because they would have no expenses. They would have needs and those needs could be fulfilled. There is endemic waste in the process of facilitating interchange of skills, experience, activity, products, raw materials and all the rest of that. The financiers in the middle, which were essential for us to get to this position in society. In history, we could not and indeed did not do that before we had that mechanism in place. But like the use of fossil fuels, it was essential for us to become who we are now. But now we have no alternative but to change. And because of our history, because of how we got here, we have the tools to be able to change. We've got all the answers. Everyone knows how to do it in some small way. We're washing your hands. You turn the tap off. You, put the, you turn the tap on, make your hands wet, turn the tap off. Put soap on your hands, rub it around, turn the tap on, wash your hands, turn the tap off. Don't leave it running. Ditto when uh, doing your teeth. Oh, I was talking about water. Um, yeah, you can collect water. You can leave it settling somewhere. You can, we have got the little bugs you can put into water that will clarify the water to the position like they have done for billions of years, which is why we've got water that is drinkable. Because bugs have made it drinkable for us. Thank you very much, bugs. And we can do that in home plants. Little canisters of stuff. The technology exists. It is not a product that can be bought because there is no need until now to do that. That's water pretty much sorted. The stuff falls from the sky. Remember that. We can get it from the sky. We can extract it from the air. What else can we extract from the air? We can extract, ooh, what's a useful thing we can get out of the air? Oh, carbon dioxide. Oh, that's a good. What can we do with that? We could build objects with it. How could we do that? By growing trees, plants, which take the majority of their matter from the air, not from the soil, but from the air itself. The physical material of a tree, its solidity, its weight, its physical existence did not come from its roots, but out of the air itself, from the carbon in the air, the carbon dioxide. And the oxygen in the air was freed from the carbon dioxide by the fact that trees are made of carbon. Ditto all plants. Um, it, it, it stuns me that that's 
the the fact I had a plant in my bedroom and I and I watched it and, I, and it grew bigger than the physical mass of the earth that it was sitting in inside its pot. And I thought, well, yeah, uh, well, it, where did the physical mass of this plant come from? And I thought, oh, it's uh, the water I've been pouring in. Well, in part, yes, but not big enough. <laughs> not big enough. Uh, out of, there we go. I mean, you can do that. It's not the single answer. There is no single answer. It's a multitude of answers, as there are a multitude of different bugs in the on on this uh, our uh, ecosystem, as there are a multitude of humans, multitude of different answers, different problems, different ways of thinking of things, uh, different approaches. Yeah, I'm being positive, and I have not been able to be positive until now, until we had the clarity being forced on us by unstoppable outside effects at first glance. And then we realise, oh, we can do this, we can do that. Oh, yeah, we can fiddle that, we can arrange this, something like that. The soft targets are going first. Personal uh, attitudes, uh, um, uh, interactions, uh, classical music concerts affect me particularly. Um, I don't want to miss the proms, but uh, it's unlikely they will... Uh, they will be hell. Um, um, but we will figure out a way in which it will be possible to experience this artistic life, sporting life, I have to add, um, interactions without needing to physically pass diseases onto each other. This will be a, sort of a temporary issue. But it might become a permanent issue. I mean, if you've read science fiction, you will know that in large number of, of, of books, we have a future with everybody living in hermetically secret boxes and only uh, interacting with uh, other humans entirely electronically. Uh, and that has been written about for something like 40 years, 50 years, even longer. Um, and I read them, of course. Uh, the, the, the future is, uh, is, is, is well planned. Uh, because people have been thinking about it and writing about it for all this time. Uh, if you want to know what things are going to happen in the future, look and see what games your kids are playing, uh, or what what equipment they're 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 looking at, um, uh, their way of speaking, because they are going to be the future. Um, you know, we are still the future. If you're alive and listening to this now, you are the present, which is the future of of when I started thinking about this sort of thing. Uh, our worldview is limited by the structure imposed on us by Victorian thinking, which said, because we've now invented the steam engine, there is no further use for science. Everything that can be invented has been invented. Stop now. There's no problem. Um... <laughs> completely unaware of the limitations of coal running out, of, of people dying with the smoke. But we figured out how to cope with those problems. When we understand what a problem is, and we've got the resources, and are forced to do so, we solve everything. We, can, we have to change. 
But the fundamental aspects of what a human is, the things we enjoy, not the subjects we enjoy, but the things about the subjects that we enjoy, will not change, cannot change, because those are functions of life itself. They are not just bound to humans. This is a slight tangent. <laughs> a tangent, my word. How, un how unlikely for me to run off on a tangent. <sighs> All life has exactly the same thinking, uh, exactly the same feelings. It's only the, the Victorian concept of, of um, anthropomorphization making us separate from the rest of the world that has stopped us recognizing and responding to world natural events as if we were part of it rather than apart from it. <sighs> yeah, well there you are. I've sort of been saying this forever. Um, uh, Greta Thunberg has been saying it for the past you know, five weeks. <laughs> Uh, I've not heard her say anything about COVID nineteen. Uh, I read I read um, something somewhere saying um, uh, there. Oh yes, new scientist apparently is 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 saying there are stunning parallels between a uh, uh, political reaction to the COVID nineteen and the environmental crisis. Well, of course, they bloody well are. It's the same thing. It's just an aspect of it. These are the foothills of the potential mountain of problems that we still have the ability to avoid. Good evening. The government has published a detailed plan for what would happen in the event of a widespread outbreak of coronavirus. We follow the four-stage strategy. What's that? In stage one, we say nothing is going to happen. Stage two, we say something may be going to happen, but we should do nothing about it. And stage three, we say that maybe we should do something about it, but there's nothing we can do. <laughs> stage four, we say maybe there was something we could have done, but it's too late now. <laughs> Well, we did, didn't we? Uh, we've been saying this for a very, very long time. And nobody really paid attention. Nobody believed it could happen or would happen. Apart from the makers of science fiction television programmes such as Survivors. <laughs> yeah, it could be imagined. It was imagined a long time ago. And yet, we didn't do anything about it. We have ourselves to blame. I feel 
strange in that this is the world I knew was coming. I have feared its arrival for a long time. And here we are, right? Slap bang in it. Uh, the government is uh, having a COBRA meeting at the moment to decide what dramatic changes to make to you know, the way society runs in this country in order to stop a, um, a cold that could uh, kill off 5% of the population um, of the planet. This is not a trivial thing. And yet, I have been expecting it and am therefore neither surprised nor shocked, certainly not afraid. What I see happening here is the, the planet, the humans on it at least, finally responding intelligently to the threats of reality when we push past the limits of what the planet can and will support. We, uh, Green Party people, environmental activists, anybody who ever worked on the land or looked anywhere or had any, uh, any interaction with anything physical that changed with the time. Anybody who looked at the weather, the way things change. Look at, look at old, old films in the 1950s. Everybody wore a hat. It was cold back then. We got lost in snowdrifts. There was twice as much ice everywhere than there is now. Today we fly snow to ski resorts. <laughs> yeah, climate change has happened and is worsening. Every weekend for the past month there have been strong winds, very strong winds, blowing the bins over strength winds. That's, you know, you just wouldn't expect to happen in the past. Have you noticed how warm the sun is? Well, most people don't because they wear thick clothes because the calendar says it's winter. So they put on clothes so thick you can't tell if it's warm, cold or anything else. I tend to wear uh, a t-shirt most of the time or a thin shirt and only have one coat, uh, well, jacket. I notice what the weather does. I notice if there are clouds in the sky <laughs> and I can feel the warmth of the sun. And it's always been warm. Uh, the amount of power in it is extraordinarily great and isn't lessening, isn't growing either. But we can use it. And it has been announced today that it is cheaper to, um, well, that it will be cheaper in 10 years to shut down uh, coal power stations and replace them with um, 
with uh, solar system and wind systems for electricity generation, but already it is cheaper to build new uh, solar and wind power generation systems rather than nuclear or coal. Um, you know, these are the changes which we knew were going to happen and we said were going to happen and we were laughed at and people aren't laughing now uh, we said there were going to be floods there were floods there were always floods there are more floods now yeah well there you go we told you what are you going to do about it That was one in the series of Torty Talks from Simon Anthony, acting at torty.org.uk.